With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Dave Baker. This is It's Pronounced Zine. This is our podcast dedicated to zine creation, comics making, DIY publishing, self-expression, all that good stuff. Today, I'm going to talk with my friend Omar Kenji Cruz about uh, his photography zine. You can find more of his work at Sequoia Press on Instagram. Uh, and on the internet. Uh, if you'd like to come meet me, I'm going to be touring all over the place selling comics. I'm going to be selling comics at San Francisco Comic-Con, San Francisco Zine Fest, Long Beach Comic-Con, and Small Press Expo in September. In October, I'm going to be at Ape and Kamikaze. And in November, I'm going to be at Bakersfield Comic-Con and Patchwork Santa Ana. So if you want to come meet me and Pick up a copy of Action Hospital or Fuck Off Squad or Teenage Switchblade or just say, hey, stop making those Stan Lee pins. Uh, any and all would be welcome, but uh, if you come and talk to me about Stan Lee, we're going to have a discussion. Uh, yeah, uh, check out the episode with Omar. It's a great discussion. I'm really excited about it. He's a good guy, and his work is stellar. Here comes Dave Baker with the show Talking about paper publications you should know Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene Don't be getting twisted Twisted It's pronounced zing Zing, zing, zing 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 Yeah, so this is usually pretty simple We just kind of sit here and chat about some stuff and Great, great, um, man Yeah uh, maybe you want to introduce yourself and tell people uh, what you what you make, maybe? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm Omar Kenji. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, photographer from Los Angeles. Um, I make zines. I make prints. Um, any, anything, really, anything image-related. Um, I shoot a lot of film. I love shooting film. Um, you know, uh, make films with my friends. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know you because... We were were we table mates or just across the aisle from each other like multiple zine fests. Yeah, yeah. I think we actually tabled together. I believe in Claremont. I think. Yeah, it was Claremont. yeah. Claremont was the first one. We were both in that weird shitty outside thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was like a main area, and then there was like a foyer, and the door opened, and like you had to walk around the door yeah. to get. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. we were with a couch. Was there a couch there? I think, no, the couch, uh, we were in front of, like, a weird white leather couch. I mean, we, man, I, and then I, there, think, it was, I think we might have had, like, plastic chairs. Like Because I, I, we I, had the couch, and then it was Tony Tony Wang, and then you guys, right? Something like that. Yeah, man. yeah, I remember this now. I'm. It's all coming back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me. Um... How many, uh, let's, let's talk about, before we, I was going to segue into convention <laughs> life stuff, but let's talk more about you and what you make first, and sure, then we'll sure. talk about the convention shit. Um, so you mainly do, uh, photo zines. Photo zines, mostly, yeah. Um, photo zines, as of late, uh, we've been doing prints, um, just cause We I, being? Uh, my roommate, yes. Rob. Mm-hmm. My roommate, Rob. Very uh, nice guy. have, he, Amazing dude. Yeah, what's his full name? Maybe we'll say it. Robert. Robert Bowman. Shout yes. out Shout out to the homie Rob. Uh, I know he's uh, <laughs> yeah, a rich homie. Rich homie Rob. Rich homie Rob. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure he's a uh, little little Bozy. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's working on uh, our pilot uh, Pizza Cops right now. Uh, but shout out to him. He's grinding hard <laughs> while I'm here, just hanging out. Just hanging out, not doing just work. Hang- <laughs> just yeah. hanging out. I, I got us. I got an off day from that really quick. <laughs> uh, but he and I, uh, we started this thing called Sequoia Press. Um, the idea behind it was just really, uh, original art publications that is affordable, um, you know, mainly focusing on street photography, uh, that sort of thing. Cool. How many, uh, cause you guys have put out a couple books, right? Yeah. I think in total between him and I, I believe there's five or six, um, and including the stuff that we're working on now, I, you know, there should be maybe close to 10 probably mm-hmm. by the next time we table, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, if you just give people kind of an idea of what traditionally is found within 
uh, your zines. So, and also your um, zines, I think we should be clear, uh, your zines are pretty low-fi. I mean, it's like you guys in a print shop just, like, printing shit out, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they're saddleback, saddleback books. Um, you know, if people don't know what that is, it's, it's basically just a... Pieces of paper that are folded in half, stapled down the middle. A little, I little love paper shit. No, booklet, I love you know? shit like that. Especially because I feel like uh, there's a lot of pressure nowadays to make things look really nice and be perfect bound, and yeah. Yeah. which is yeah. fine. Like I have books like that, but I love when people are just like in fuck it mode yeah. and they just have a book <laughs> that you know those dudes were like stapling the day yeah. before they were at the fucking yeah. Zine Fest. Yeah, you know? stapling, cutting the edges off, cleaning it up. Oh you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, and you know, I, I think. You know, for zines and and zine fests, I mean, that's just I think that's just like the way to go. Um, you know, obviously we 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 make wet prints as well, and and we could if if that's what you wanted. But you know, for something like a zine fest, it's like people kind of just show up and they've got a few bucks in their pocket. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they kind of just want to walk away with something that they can look at and say, "Hey, man, like this is awesome. Like I, you know, I appreciate this." Or mm-hmm. if it's a print, you're like, "Hey, man, like for five bucks or whatever, like this would look awesome on my wall." Totally. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, you know, stuff like that, do it yourself, little booklets. It's, it's just so cheap and it's, it's so easy to distribute that, you know, yeah, people love it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are you formally trained as a photographer or are you self-taught? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so originally, um, I was a little bit self-taught, uh, early on. I actually, you know, I actually got into photography cause I had really bad teeth. What does that child. mean? I had really bad teeth, man. Like I... You know, I I don't know. I was like in a candy or something, or I sucked at like brushing my teeth. Like I don't know. I, I had yeah. like really horrible teeth, right? Like crooked, and or you mean like they were just like straight up rotting like, out of your head? Like I'm just yeah. Like I'm just like at the dentist like all the time, and like you know, uh, and you know, I, I mean, I think every kid goes through this. I guess whether you have bad teeth or not, it's like you know, you're missing like your front teeth or whatever it may be. You know, your your milk teeth, your baby teeth, mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I have this thing about just not wanting to be in pictures. So I'd, like, frown. And it's kind of funny when I when I look at pictures at my mom. My mom is actually an uh, amazing photographer. Like, she's got a camera on her at all times. And she's all about taking pictures. Her iPhone, I think, I was trying to help her clean her iPhone. And it had, like, 22,000, you know, photos. Yeah, she, that's awesome. She's always snapping away at the family, um, which is great. But, you know, when I was a kid, I, I was like, man, like, I, you know, I, I think even as a kid, you know, you're like, man, like, I, I got an awful smile. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to be smiling with, like, fillings and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do is whenever there's family pictures and, um, you know, maybe like the Asian families. I'm Filipino, so a lot of Asian families take pictures at every family function. You know, you take a family photo. For me, my thing started to become, hey, like, I'll take the photo. You know, and that was kind of like my way of getting out of, of the getting, photo. <laughs> of getting out of the photo. It was a sneak. It was like a sneaky way to get out of uh, photos. And you know, coming coming around, I think in high school there was an option for black and white photography, and that's what I really wanted to do. I was like, man, like that's you know, my mom, my my mom and my dad like both shot film. Um, I always wanted to use it. And they would, you know, they're kind of like, oh, like I don't know if we could trust you with that. At the time, it's like you know, these are more expensive mm-hmm. film cameras. And so in high school, got into the film program. I uh, studied black and white there under Alice Hall, who uh, she was like a, like a staff photographer for, uh, was it NBC or something? Oh, wow. Whatever, whatever like Saved by, what, Saved by the Bell on, sure. on NBC. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was like the behind-the-scenes photographer on Saved by the Bell or something? She was like a set photographer. That's uh, dope. She, she had like She had like some awesome, you know, celebrity photos uh, in her portfolio and, you know, other stuff, editorial stuff. And uh, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, in high school, everybody's kind of doing it as like a hobby or, you know, you think it's kind of cool, like, a, you know, artsy perspective. And nobody was taking her seriously, man. Like, they're like, man, like, she's like really grumpy. Like, she's like a really grumpy chick. Because she'd tell you, man, like, you'd come out of the dark room and she'd say, man, this is absolute shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just shit. There's a, <laughs> there's, this is just dog shit. I'm serious. There, yeah. there was this kid, man, like, he, she straight up told him, like, you know, you you might as well just do book work the rest of the year because you're just not, you're not going to cut it as a photographer. And I think was this point, kid trying to be a photographer or no, was he like just he, like, I, he just you know he was yeah. just taking a class, yeah. an elective, you yeah, know, yeah, in you know high school, middle school, whatever. It's like you're you're kind of just looking for something fun to do, just trying stuff out, and mostly an elective. I think at that point of school is like. For some kids, not you know, obviously not everybody is uh, 
trying to just like get out of studies, you know, whatever easy pass, like an easy fucking A, a. like an easy A. Yeah. So for this a. kid, I, I think it was like an easy A sort of thing. But anyway, you know, speaking to to Alice Hall, like for her, she was just that serious. She's like, you know what, you're not serious, just do book work. And I think she was the first to put me on to being serious about black and white photography. Um, and is that Burbank High? Like Burbank, you know, sat, I'm, I'm super sad to hear they're shutting down the, the program. There's no dark room there anymore. But um, that was where I first learned to do, um, I guess you were saying traditional, mm-hmm. traditional mm-hmm. photography. Um, in college as well, CSUN, um, they've got a great program there as well. So I have, a little, you know, some formal training under my belt, but... I'm self-taught as well in, in many ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially because just because you go out and do it so much. Yeah, yeah, of like, course. There's a, there's a difference between somebody who f- wants to be a photographer or likes to take photos and as someone who is a photographer with a capital P. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I know exactly what you mean, but... In, in this day and age with technology, man, I mean, and, and YouTube... Absolutely. I mean... but. Even in YouTube, there's a difference between somebody who, like, sets up their laptop and does reviews and unboxing oh, yeah, toy videos course, and, like, somebody who's serious about the craft oh, of yeah, photography. Of course, of course. And there's nothing wrong with either of them. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, they are different things. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how did you meet, uh, how did you read Old, old Bosey? <laughs> old, 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 dirty, old, old Dirty Bobo. Swaggy B? Swaggy B? <laughs> Swaggy B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How'd you and Swaggy uh, B hook up? I actually met him at CSUN. We were, uh, I don't want to say forced. That sounds horrible. But we were put together. Um, Paired? Well, it was a group. Betrothed. It was, it, it was a you group were betrothed thing. to yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was for uh, like an intro film class, 16 millimeter film. We had to make like a short film by the end of the semester. And uh, he was directing it, and I was supposed to be the director of photography mm-hmm. uh, on this uh, short, I would say, a short. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was about a cat. It was about a guy who, you know, lost his cat. And, and did uh, Old Dirty Bozy write it, or was it? It was actually written by another one of our friends, uh, Morrow. Funny, really funny dude. Um, it's, it, it's basically about a cat that, or this guy. It's about a guy who, you know, loves his cat loses his cat, can't find the cat, goes everywhere, gets in all these sketchy situations, and uh, at the end of the day, it was, it was at the apartment all along. <laughs> I guess like some girl, some little girl found it outside. Okay. <laughs> yeah, suspiciously, I guess it kind of like sounds like Keanu, if you've seen like yeah, the trailers yeah, for Keanu, yeah. kind of, I guess minus like the gangster, mm-hmm. the gangster cat stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a... Love story with a man and his cat. <laughs> man and his cat. So that's how I, that's how I met Rob, um, and you know we've been buddies ever since. And you know he's just as serious as, into you know film photography as I am, or just you know photography period, um, and making films. You know we just mm-hmm. kind of clicked on a on a pretty good level, and uh, yeah, I mean we we happen to be roommates now. We moved in together uh, sometime last year, and uh, you know. We kind of just push each other to make stuff. Yeah. What's your guys' creative relationship like in that front? Do you guys, in term, when you when you guys decide, all right, let's put out another book, do you go at it with a specific intention of we're both going to shoot X and we're going to put out companion books, or do you do you approach it where like we're both just taking photos and we're taking photos and hey, you know, what? I think I have enough for a book. Oh, hey, I, I'm going to have another book in X amount of time. Like, how do you guys? You know, it's kind of. Uh... I don't know. It, it's weird. It's kind of like an unspoken thing, I guess, between us. I mean, we, we definitely don't um, – well, I don't want to say don't because there is – obviously, there, there's probably a possibility that we would do a joint book yeah. at some point in time. Um, but currently, you know, we kind of just shoot stuff. I mean, I, I, I like to shoot when I travel. Um, he likes to shoot when he travels as well or, you know, whenever. We, we, I guess, like, I, I put certain series in mind. So um, currently, like, I'm, I'm working on a series uh, – in Echo Park, about how the the place is getting gentrified, and I feel like the Hispanic culture that's really in Echo Park is kind of get getting driven out. Yeah, and there's there's less and less of it. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every year, so you know, every now and then I'll, I'll go down there, take some photos and stuff. And you know, Rob Rob is working on some great projects like that as well. Um, I think his last his last one that was that was really amazing is uh, um, an IKEA series that he did. Mm-hmm. So there was a point in time when he, he was working on Community Season 6, and 
he was kind of in between jobs because, uh, you know, the season ended. And at Ikea, you can get free coffee as a member in the morning. So, you know, we used to live in Burbank, and, and, you know, Ikea was like two blocks away from him. So in the mornings, he'd go over there and get a free coffee. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just thought of it like, hey, man, like I'm here all the time. And I, I see like there's like usuals, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that come in here. The, like, the Ikea usuals. Yeah, the Ikea usuals that kind of come in here just for free coffee and whatnot. And so he started shooting that. Um, and it, it kind of just starts like that, I guess, like between him and I, you know, like we'll get an idea. We kind of want to run with it just start shooting series, basically. So it's series-based. Um, I guess they're, they're themed, themed photos, I, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one, one thing leads to another. I'll, I'll show him, like, a series I'm working on, and he'll get stoked. He'll show me, like, a series he's working on, and I'll get stoked. And we kind of just put out books like that mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, us kind of pushing each other to make stuff. It's, it's, we're really just riding the wave on each other's stoke, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, man, like, that's sick, like... He he recently just went to Chicago, and you know he shot. I I, for, I forget the amount of roles that he said he he shot out there, and I was you know so for me my feeling right now is man like I he's gonna put out a dope Chicago book like mm-hmm. I've got to work on on something new so it yeah, kind of yeah. just works like that it's like a revolving door over there sure like, yeah it's it's basically somebody to keep you motivated yeah, in, in the game yeah exactly yeah do you uh, do you find that sometimes you get discouraged. Uh, I mean, be- between him and I, or, no, or no, just, just, in general, just in general, like is oh, it, yeah, is... totally, totally. I mean, you know, I think staying in your creative mindset is, I, you know, that's that's almost like a skill in itself to to try to, you know, to perfect. I, I'm sure you could probably relate. You and you know, you and Nicole. I mean, I, I feel like the. The stuff that you guys do is is way more complex, you know. Because <laughs> I mean, I, you know, with photography, street photography, I'm shooting things that I see. I'm shooting things that are happening. It's like you guys are starting from scratch. So keeping that inspiration going and keeping fresh ideas. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard sometimes, but I at the same time, I think there's for us specifically, I think that there's similar to what you and Rob have. For it's kind of a it's an internal. Uh, momentum, where you're, you're kind of like, well, we've done all this stuff, but we we got to do more. Definitely. We go to these conventions, and half the people at these conventions they haven't bought our book, but maybe that's because they don't want our books that we have right now. <laughs> maybe if we made another book, they'd want yeah. that book. We should sell. We're missing sales. We should just sell the book because then we could just make more books. Yeah, we should yeah. just make all the books. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, and with the internet too. I mean, you know, you'll see. Uh, I, I've had it happen where I'm I'm working on a certain series or, or an idea. And I'll see something on, online. I'm like, oh man, like this dude's already doing that. It's like, ah, oh, like kind of discourages you. Like, man, like maybe I shouldn't do it, or maybe I should push through and and maybe I have a certain twist on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just I don't know, man. Like, I, th- I think everybody uh, gets in their creative zone and everybody gets in a creative funk every now and then. I, I think keeping it full blast at all times. I mean, maybe just for me, it's it's not possible. So definitely, I, I think. I get discouraged sometimes, but you got to just push through, you know, just got to keep creating and, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe something will spark. Yeah. Well, that's the goal, right? That's the Is goal. It, oh God. Oh God. Please. <laughs> fuck. Please give me the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, let's talk about, um, the film stuff. Uh, what's, 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 what's the pilot? I mean, you and I have talked about the pilot Yeah, we, a little we've bit, talked about it a little bit. But let's talk about it like we haven't talked about it so yeah, the people who yeah, are listening yeah. can learn about this pilot. What's this pilot that you're making? So, uh, this is, a. uh. There's a pilot. It's called uh, Pizza Cops. Um, it's, it's basically set in a world that is all about pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the precinct itself uh, is not only a police precinct, but it's also a pizza delivery service. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's that sort of thing where, where the, the actual – the whole world revolves around pizza. So the, the bad guy in, in episode one is kind of named Don Minos. Don uh, Minos. Don Don Minos. Yeah, is uh, he's he, he's drugging the town sauce, right? And it's you know it's starting to affect the city. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know I mean I, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but yeah, and uh, you were the DP on it, or yeah, yeah, I was a DP on that. Uh, it's written uh, by one of Rob's friends, uh, this guy Isaiah, um, and you know we we, we kind of just helped him write it a little or develop it a little bit more mm-hmm. um and yeah it's, it's co-directed by isaiah and and rob 
how did you guys uh, come up with the backing to do it? How did you guys organize everything? Like, oh, man. I feel like that's something chaos. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I, this is again shit I know about. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. you have two weeks to make a thing yeah, and no yeah. money and I mean, all your favorites. I mean, are spent. We we had time. We had time, and you know, we we had decided. You know how much money we're going to put in. It's it's all it's all self funded. Okay, um, as a lot of these things absolutely. are absolutely, and um, you know passion project for sure. And we we saved up all this money. Well, we wrote it, saved saved up all this money, decided on props. You know what else, whatever else is we're going to do all this pre production. But as as these things go, it's you know things just don't happen as you plan it. Absolutely. So one of the biggest hurdles that we had was. Uh, this location, this location that we had, told us we could shoot in the morning. Like, oh yeah, cool, seven to four. Like, that's great. Dude texts me like the day before, and he's like, oh yeah, like, uh, you know, I for- I forgot we had a we had an event here from uh, I think like eight to like eight. No. So he's like, oh man, like you know, you think you guys could shoot next week? And it's like, dude, like we've got all these actors, you know, pretty much set up. We we've got your crew, your crew. We've got deposits on rentals. It's like, man, like like no, like we you know we can't do that. Um, but the dude was totally hooking us up with you know we were shooting at this great location off of Wilshire. It's a you know office building uh, for free, so it's not like I could really yeah. complain about it. So you know we decide like well, you know what, what what can we do? He said, well you can shoot after the event. So now the story's changing. It's like we were gonna shoot there seven to four. It's supposed to be a day scene, and now it's you know it's supposed to be a night scene and. Oh man, it's just like chaos. But how did you guys deal with the night scene? Did that alter the story a lot, or uh, you know, we we ch- we change it to be still the next day, but uh, really early morning, so mm. really after after midnight. There's like somebody that wakes up in an office cubicle and is like, "Man, I can't believe we've been here all day." <laughs> something like that. Something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, a lot of that stuff is just the regular chaos, I guess. That that production. Yeah, you, it just, never goes yeah, the it, way it you want it to. Way you plan, but uh, I mean, back to your original question. It was all self-funded. We we planned it over, you know, beer and and pizza at the apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's just a bunch of friends, man. A bunch of friends like putting it all together, um, down to like. I mean, uh, I got a camera from from a friend that works at Canon Hollywood. Just, you know, let us borrow it for the weekend. What'd you shoot it on? Shoot on a, a C500. Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's just like, it's almost like everybody on our on our roster of friends and mentors, like, all kind of pitched in to, you know, help us help us do this. Yeah. So, it, it was cool. It's a great experience, man. I mean, you know, for anybody that, that wants to make a film, it's... It's it's a super rewarding experience and yeah. like you should totally just do it if you're on the fence about it like man like just do it you know yeah yeah it's a it's it's a really weird thing because you spend all this time thinking about what it is yeah and yeah. then you get there and it is what you think it is but it's not which it sounds it's, really it's yeah, a very no, ethereal yeah. like sliding thing because when yeah. you look at a film. It's very concrete. Like, that's a real human. And the way her hair brushed in the wind was planned and orchestrated. Nine times out of ten, that shit's just, it's just yep. happening. And they're just yep. there. And that's the weirdest thing for me that's the difference between making comics and making movies. Is like in the shorts that I've made. Um, it's always this weird sliding, like, quicksand thing. Yeah. Where yeah. comics is like, oh, yeah, her nose is going to be like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you, you got to just... Be constantly adjusting. It's you just got to embrace the chaos and be like, okay, yeah. I'm on, I'm along for the ride. I've, I've, we've, we've saved up the money. We've done all the things. We're here now, and fuck it. Yeah, I mean, let's see what happens. Exactly. I mean, at a certain, you know, uh, there, there was like, a, I think there was a, a, a certain day, a time in day two where we were like, man, like, like everybody just hates each other right now. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is the moment where everybody's just like, man, like this is. Not not that it's all going to shit, but it's just like man, like this is so difficult. It's like really mm-hmm. difficult, mm-hmm. and you gotta just like take a breath, yeah, readjust, and it's all good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Most of the stuff that you're holding on to that you're like, oh, it's not supposed to be that way. It's like you gotta just let go and say, hey man, like it will be what we make it, what we make it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and audiences, man, like they wouldn't know the difference. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. Right. They don't. They don't know what was in your head when you started. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, whenever I get super depressed about stuff not coming out the way I wanted it to, I think about Mad Max. Because Mad Max is like one of my favorite movies ever. It's a great film. It's a great movie. 
but George Miller hates it. Like the first one, he that movie is not at all what he wanted it to be. <laughs> he thought it was like the biggest piece of dog shit. He tried to like wrestle it away from the distributor. Oh, like damn. he did not want it to be released. And at that point in time, it was the highest grossing independent film of all time. Like if if George Miller is saying fuck this movie, I think it's okay that I say fuck this movie. Oh yeah. But then it still has to go out. Like yeah. I have to still just let it be what it is and go over there. Oh yeah. There there's a quote um by a director I, his name escapes me right now but he said that uh making a film is is the art of killing your baby. Oh yeah. Cuz when you when you first go into it you you know you have this idea that you're so set on this precious idea and just along the way it's like you got to compromise you know cuz not everything is going to go exactly how you planned and and it's the same thing for you know not not only low budget films like you know or lo- low budget pilots or whatever it's even huge hollywood films man mm-hmm. like you know i mean look at iron man 2 that movie was a is not very good but b isn't very good because everybody was tr- like there were four different people were trying to make four different movies Oh, man. And, like, that's it's the whole... They tried to do the first thing, which was, you know, a weird, largely improvised film that they then just CG'd the fuck out of after it was done. <laughs> and the just it, the magic isn't there the second go-around because you can tell that they're trying... It's one thing when someone says something off the cuff that's naturally funny. It's another thing when someone's trying to be off the cuff and naturally funny. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. feel the same. I mean, I, yeah... It's it's that's a weird thing with blockbusters right now. It's like there's always some sort of forced uh, comedic relief. Oh yeah, I feel like I don't oh, I don't know why I don't know why that is. And um, it's funny I was just watching uh what did I just watch a new Captain America mm-hmm. Civil War and mm-hmm. it's almost like every every ten minutes there had to be some a comedy beat. Yeah, like a like a you know a joke that you know fifty fifty hits or misses and I don't know man. I mean that's maybe that's just blockbusters nowadays i mean like, what do i know you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but i totally know what you mean it's no, like yeah. you know half of it's probably improv half of it is just weird mess. like yeah weird. Like, I, I, six different people trying to make six different movies yeah <laughs> yeah uh when you guys uh when you guys make zines or make films together um do you guys have a specific goal in mind in terms of like weird definable shit like i want to sell 50 copies of this scene or <laughs> i want a table i want to screen this movie at x film festival or yeah, is it really yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. in it for the the process of making the thing you know uh for me it's 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 really just about getting your work out there um you know if, if i could give these things away for free I, you know i totally would if i you know had the money to, yeah, to do that to do that yeah um but for us i mean you know that our, our goal is really to just make great work or, you know, work that we think is great and get in, into people's hands, man, and just, you know, have people, like, appreciate that. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, if, if your work is, is is really good, somebody will see it and, you know, they will seek you out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that zines or, or zine fests are, are the place to be like, hey, man, like, this is... 80 bucks you know like this, is, this is like a, you know like this is a hundred dollar print yeah like, yeah, yeah. I, you know that's check that's, out this fine art g clay that's yeah, been yeah. fucking matted and framed bro yeah you know that's that's like never the case for us it's just like hey man like you know this is our photography you know it's it's the the content is is the same it's like if you wanted an amazing print you know that you want a darkroom print of that you want a silver gelatin print like we'll make one but this is just here for your enjoyment like just for you to have some take away, something to read, see an awesome series. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. Most of our scenes are, I guess, they're 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 formatted in a way that you would see them on a wall in an art gallery. Yeah. So for us, it's 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 that sort of thing where I could give this to somebody, and maybe somebody else would see it in their hands, or you know, some people walk away with it and they'd say, "Hey, man, like, I, I saw this photographer at the scene fest, and he, he had a great series. Like, you know, we should do like a show." Mm-hmm. You know? It's that sort of like potential that I see in in Zine Fest. It's not. It's not really about making money yeah. at all because it's just there's no money to be it's, made. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, fuck, man. If I was in this for the money, I would not be making fucking comics oh, and yeah. zines. Yeah, I want to be like at the copy shop, like yeah. stapling these things. Yeah, no know? shit, right? But yeah, fucking two a.m. cutting handmade stickers. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's what I was doing before Long Beach, man. I was, like, fucking cutting Seinfeld stickers for, like, four hours. Like, yep, <laughs> yep, this is the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, man, Long Beach was a great show, man. It's, the crowd there was... Yeah, it was a great show. I love that fucking yeah. Fest. Yeah, that was a great show. Do you have any tips or tricks for people doing, just trying to start getting into Fests and tabling and doing that? You know, the, the only advice that I, I could give anybody is, you know, and I, I try to give myself this advice all the time, is like, man, like, just do it. Like, just stack up and do it, you know? Because I think um, a lot of creatives in general are, you know, really introverted or you're really... Uh, insecure about your work. I, I think it's an artist's disease. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's either it's you don't think it's good enough, or you don't think it's finished yet, and it, it's it'll always be that way. But you, there's got to be, you know, a line that you set for yourself, and you're gonna say, hey man, like at this point in time, I'm just gonna put it out, or I'm just gonna do it, because I I think there's a lot of people that you know that want to get into Zine Fest or just just want to make stuff. Period. Just want to make stuff and put it out. And they don't because of insecurity. Mm-hmm. So my only my only advice is, you know, just do it. You know, find the confidence in yourself to to just do it. I mean, I think there's no point in comparing yourself to what other people are making. You know, which mm-hmm. which I think is what what kills it. For oh yeah, absolutely. Um, or you know what you see online, or 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 even like you know what what people say about your work. Like if you've already shown your work to somebody, and you know people don't dig it. I mean, fuck that. Somebody out know? there is going to like it. Exactly. You know, there's always going to be somebody out there that, that digs your work. And if not, I mean, shit, man, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's not necessarily something I've struggled with just because I think I have, like, blind self-confidence to the point of it being a negative <laughs> thing where I'm like, no, we could totally just put this out and everyone would buy it. Like, <laughs> I don't know if everyone is going to buy, you know... In insectoidratpus.com you know no, I'm just making that up I, that's not a real thing but you know what I mean like I have yeah. like this weird blind self-confidence um, uh, which I think sometimes is a very is a great boon in my favor and sometimes uh, gets me into weird hard spots where I've promised more than I can deliver oh man I, hey that's I mean that's a great challenge though, but I think man. that that's something that everybody needs to hear is that oh, just yeah. that just like fuck you just do it yeah, just, just fuck do you. It. Just do it. Just do and it. And nobody man. wants to hear it either. Yeah, nobody. Nobody wants, wants to. Hear that. Everyone wants to hear like, "Well, this is how you do it." Yeah. This is the yeah. one, step one. Put pen to paper. Step yeah. two. Yeah. Draw in circle motion. Yeah. Step three. Put in computer. Step four. No yeah. one. No one wants to hear the fuck you, man. Just do it. Yeah. Stop coming at me with this bullshit and just fucking make yeah. your your whatever the project is that you're super jazzed about. And, and that's the thing with zines too. It's like there there is no real path. If I was to really even give like a step one step two it's like man like there's there is no right or wrong way to make a zine yeah you yeah there, emphasis on there is no wrong way there, there isn't yeah. a wrong there, way there's, yeah there's no right way there's no wrong way yeah 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 you want to make your weird necrophiliac zine go for it you want to make your <laughs> feminist manifesto zine go for it like yeah, yeah. there's no and i think that's something specifically in zine culture that's so great is that the emphasis is placed on the idea not the execution yeah, because a lot of times in the comics world, people are like, really, they want finished illustrations. They want a full color book. They mm-hmm. want a perfect bound yeah. Yeah. trade. Polished, they polished. want to polish, polish, yeah. polish, 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 which is great. I love that stuff too. Yeah, but I also love going to a fucking zine fest and finding weird zines of little like scrapbooks that people have made from like the letters of their ex boyfriends. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just weird, crazy shit that isn't going to get quote unquote published by a quote-unquote real mm-hmm, publisher, mm-hmm, whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, that means in, quote, this, real, yeah, yeah, in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Fuck you, guy. Um, no, I love the fact that there's so much, specifically here in L.A. or the greater L.A. area, California, whatever you, however you want to define it, <laughs> there's so much rad shit being made by individuals that seemingly don't have any interest in the money side of it, don't have mm-hmm. any interest in working for larger corporations. They're just mm-hmm. doing it because they want to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. And especially with things like Kickstarter. Oh, Like, man. there's no reason not to yeah. do it. Like, if you need $5,000 to make your Pizza Cops show, yeah, you could get yeah. it on Kickstarter if you needed. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, it might be a little bit harder than just ask the Kickstarter fairy, but you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like, of course, of course. There are ways to find yeah. the things that you need. I mean, dude, you know, if somebody can make, what is it, thousands of dollars making potato salad on... Oh, my God. You know, hundreds on, of thousands yeah, of like dollars. hundreds of thousands of dollars making yeah. potato salad. I mean, you know, you could get your comic or your zine or 
whatever it is you want to get funded on, no on shit. Kickstarter, man. No shit. And, I mean, and you know, I mean, if not only for strangers, you wouldn't believe, man. Like the the people that you know, your your friends, your family, even even just your personal network is is probably willing to support what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's especially all, if it's the first time that you're doing something or yeah. the first time you're doing something big. Yeah. People will come out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's all about just asking, man. Yeah, or just. I wouldn't even phrase it asking. I would say it's just about doing and then inviting people to recognize that you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, fuck you. I'm going to make my <laughs> water bottle mini comic about a talking water bottle named Water McBottle. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be great. And yeah. you're going to give me $35 <laughs> to print it. Yeah. And you're going to get four copies of Water McBottle. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be rad. Uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about you as an individual, my friend. Uh, let's talk about. Are you originally from Burbank? Did you grow up there? Uh, you know, I I I I did middle school and high school in Burbank. Uh, most of my childhood was actually in the Philippines. Oh, really? So yeah, so I was born here. Um, but my you know my parents they they didn't want me to not know the language. So I think when I was maybe three or so we moved back to the philippines and you know i was there until sixth grade okay and then moved back here and moved to burbank so i did middle school and high school in burbank um so i guess in in whichever way you want to define growing up mm-hmm. you know childhoods in the philippines teen teen angst <laughs> <laughs> i would say yeah is in is in burbank um and yeah, was the transition back hard for you? You know, it wasn't. There, there's like very little things I think um, that were a bit hard, um, and and you know, it's like stupid, like really stupid stuff. I mean, in the Philippines, you know, there's, you know, to my limited knowledge, obviously I was really young when I lived there, but it seemed to me like in the Philippines that you're either really rich. Or you're like dirt poor, mm. as in like like shanty town, like like building your own right. your own spot, like on the side of the river, kind right. of poor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, growing up in the Philippines, it's like I, you know, I had a driver, I had a, a maid, and and that was like just standard. Like that's just how people live out there, I guess. Because I don't know, because it's, yeah, yeah. it's so poor out there. Um, and moving here, it's you know, I wouldn't say that we were like poor, but it's just like moving here, it's just like you're you're more like on your own. It's like, I, I wasn't like equipped to like, you know, in the Philippines, I, I'm wearing like, you know, khaki pants and like a white shirt to school. Everything's like uniform, you know, private school. Mm-hmm. And I'm here, you know, at a middle school here and everybody's, you know, has like all these clothes, like wearing just a like casual, it's like mm-hmm. really casual. And I think I wasn't like equipped for that. So socially, I think, you know, and you know, when you're a kid, that's, it's funny. That's why I say like, like teen angst. I joke, I joke about teen angst. It's just like, man, you're like, Dude, like people are starting to notice I'm wearing the same pants like yeah. every day, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I wouldn't say that that's like difficult. It's just kind of like it's growing up. It's like growing so some odd form of like growing pains. I, I think I actually now think that it's great. I mean, I I've seen I guess both sides of the of the coin, right? Like I've seen what being I guess somewhat wealthy would feel like, and I've seen what kind of like barely scraping by like kind of feels like. So I think. When when people imagine what being rich would be like or being whatever it would be like, it's like I don't have like I don't know fantasies or yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like I just it it kind of just is like what it is and mm-hmm. you know for me it's it's easier to just stay focused on you know getting other things out of life you know yeah what was what do your what do your parents do uh my dad right now is 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 he's really big on uh, reviving uh, my grandpa's works. He, uh, my grandpa was a writer, um, in the Philippines. I, he, I believe, like, he, you know, my dad was, like, saying that, like, he, he I guess it was, it was kind of like zines, or, not like zines, but it would, it would come with, like, a, like, a, uh, the newspaper. Mm-hmm. There were these little booklets that would come, and they'd have, like, short stories in them with, with morals and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad is, you know, he's semi-retired. He's, like, just, like, reviving those. Uh, what did, mom, what did he do when he worked? In the Philippines, yeah, he he had like a like a start to finish consulting agency is is what I understand it to be like a marketing okay uh, creative consulting. So sure. in the Philippines, so he, he was Don Dra- he was Filipino Don Draper, pretty much like pretty. It, it yeah. sounds funny to say, but I mean pretty much. And when I think about it, it, it 
blows my mind kind of how swagged out like, <laughs> he totally was. I mean, he'd tell me stories like he, he used to hang out at the airport and he would just like, like hear people on the phone talking about like what their business issue is. And he'd just come up and say, hey, man, like... Like what, what was that? I was hearing you talking about. Like I could help you with that, man. Like I could, you know? <laughs> I could totally fix your yeah, the, that totally, problem. I could totally fix. What that, you need you know? is yeah. a yeah. radio commercial that targets <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, he man, like I don't want to say he was a hustler because he totally still is a hustler. Mm-hmm. But man, like he he told me that he used to work for, uh, I believe he, he used to work for a, a bigger consulting f- firm. And when people would get turned down for for whatever reason, maybe they like the client wasn't big enough or they weren't mm-hmm. whatever, he would kind of chase him out the door and, and be like, hey, man, like I, you know, I'll, 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 I'll take do it, you. I'll yeah, do I'll, it on the side. Yeah, I'll take you on as a client until I think he, he finally was able to uh, start his own business. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, my name, uh, Kenji, is actually um, because his biggest client at the time when I was born or one of his biggest clients was – uh, Toyota Japan. Oh wow! Yeah. So Omar Kenji, my my first names actually come from, uh, I believe, one company was in Saudi and one, you know, Japan. Toyota Japan is mm-hmm. is, is over there. So Kenji is a Japanese. Omar is the Saudi or, or Arab or whatever, um, and it means like first son or wise son or hmm. something like that. So um, you know, he did, he did that sort of thing. He. He hustled like internationally and yeah, yeah, fucking baller, dude, baller, Don Draper. Yeah, exactly. He has but. the 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 alcohol problem to to prove it too. <laughs> no, no, he actually, man, like he actually, I, he actually like doesn't drink really, and yeah, <laughs> maybe that's that's just a nineteen yeah, what, yeah. is it nineteen sixties? Let's go for America. It. Yeah, kinda, yeah, that kind of co- thing. The weird uh, uh, myopic American, like fuck you, I'm gonna drown myself. Yeah, now. yeah, give me a scotch. I need a scotch <laughs> to get my work. Scotch to get my work done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does what does your mom do? My mom does um, insurance. So uh, if, if I if I introduced you, she she'd probably be like, do, I, do you have life insurance? Exactly. She she'd say, Dave, man, like how how old are you, Dave? Are you? <laughs> You smoke. You, plan, you planning for the future? Bro? <laughs> are you a smoker, dude? <laughs> you, know? you look kind of malnourished, Dave. She's you need, like, a, you Dave, need some health insurance, Dave. I, I think you make enough money to you know, <laughs> pay the premium this month. I think you know. I mean, she man, she's. she's and then I'd be, have to be like, I'm sorry, Miss Cruz, but I, uh, I I make zines. I have no money. <laughs> oh, she she'd she she'd take you up on that. Like, oh, great, like zines. Like, so how much? How much does Suicide Forest sell for? <laughs> You know, she'd, she'd go, oh, so I think three, you know, you sell three Suicide Forest books. Uh, you know, you could you could totally qualify for the 100000 a year plan, you know? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, she's great. Man. I, I love my mom, man. I, I, dude, I, I love my parents, too. They're super supportive. I think growing up, I, I wouldn't be the way that I am now without them, for mm-hmm. sure. They were just, like, super loving, and, like, they would tell you, like, man, like, you could do whatever you want to do, like, if you really, you know put yourself into it you know yeah yeah absolutely um have they have they seen pizza cops they have not seen pizza cops uh it's funny my mom she had heard about pizza cops and and she was like man like how come how come i'm not an investor on this she's like like, how come you know she's like she's like i'll drop 250 bucks right now just take my (laughs) you know my 10 percent. she's like man like when you know when when that thing sells she's like i if I didn't get my investment in, I'm going to be pissed because I, I wouldn't be able to collect my cut. Yeah, yeah. You know? Get it, mom. Get it. <laughs> yeah. That's so she's, funny. Yeah, man. She's she's rad like that. But yeah, she she hasn't seen it. She's heard about it. Um, you know, they, they've seen mostly like photography stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they totally like if I put something out on like YouTube or Vimeo, they'd like like, oh, I'm, I'm going to download that. I'm going to like, you know, they're, they're the type to like play it on the on the laptop screen and then record it with their iPhone phone. Yeah, to yeah. make sure they've really got it. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that your guys goal for for the pilot is to try and sell it or are you guys just making it to make it or? Uh, you know, I, I think half of it is like, yeah, like it, it would be rad if it got picked up. Uh the other half is like, man, like we kind of want to just like festival something. I think uh, between Rob and I, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. Like we've got a lot of resources to make a film, you know, like we own equipment or, or we know people 
that have equipment that we can either borrow or rent for, you know, very cheap. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like our knowledge, our experience as well. It's like, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we making films? And when Pizza Cops came up as an idea, because that's another thing too, right? Then the next problem is like, well, shit, like we don't have anything written down to mm -hmm. to shoot or, mm -hmm. or again it's like this artist disease that i'm talking about we're like oh it's not good enough to shoot mm -hmm. or I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know if i you know if this is worth shooting mm -hmm. when pizza cops came up it was like a great excuse to just like hey man like let's do this like it's a it's a set idea there's there's almost no excuses at that point yeah so pizza cops was like a first of like no excuses let's put it out there let's hit festivals like let's do whatever yeah yeah let's fuck this up exactly exactly yeah so there's some goals in mind nothing that we're super married to mm -hmm. i mean whatever comes out of it comes out of it mm -hmm. and uh how long is it i believe it's supposed to be about 15 minutes um but we did shoot a next time on pizza cops mm. so it it may be a bit longer um you know i mean including credits and whatnot it, mm -hmm. I really couldn't say, but the goal is supposed to be about 15 minutes, and I believe that's um, just so that it falls under a category, you know, for like mm -hmm. festivals mm -hmm. and whatnot, just mm -hmm. so categorically mm -hmm. it makes sense, but yeah, yeah, about 15 minutes. Cool. I'm into it, man. I fucking, I love anybody making their own bullshit. Yeah. I, it, it, it bums me out when people are like, yeah, I just can't do it, man. I just can't. It's just so hard. It's, I mean, it is hard. It's <laughs> it is. really it is. fucking hard to make stuff. It is. But when you stop complaining and start making shit, it just makes me so happy. I yeah. just, I just yeah, love, yeah. I love it. Even if the shit sucks. Oh yeah. Even if it's terrible. Oh yeah. I just love when people make shit. It's you know, yeah, that's that's a that's the game, right? You got to just keep playing. You know, a lot of people are afraid to afraid to play the game for whatever reason, and I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. You know, Lord knows I'm I'm guilty of it. You're you're probably guilty oh, of it. Absolutely, everybody it's is. Like, man. Yeah, yeah. But at a certain point, just got to do it, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Ah, uh, man, closing thoughts. I so many, so many, <laughs> so many closing thoughts. Number one, buy my zines. Number two, <laughs> to NBC. Yes, Pizza Cops yes. is available. Yes. to buy. Pick it up. Number three, Adult Swim. Pick it up. Uh, all of my zines could be turned into feature films. Yep. yep. Uh, number four, zines and films could be turned into video games. Yes. Just saying. All yes. of those things could pay me. Let's do this. Just saying. And by the way, they're, you know, after this interview, they're going to be hiking up in price. <laughs> in price. Now, now that I've yeah. been on the, on the Dave Baker show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, now that you've been on my podcast that yeah, has approximately two, two listeners. Yes, yes. Twos of people are going to be clamoring for your... For, for, <laughs> Twos of people are going to be clamoring for Rob's fucking Ikea photos, yeah. man. They're going to be like, the I want some twosome. The gruesome twosome. Uh, tr the twist is that they're my mom and sister. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Hey, hey, mom. Hey, <laughs> hey Ms. Baker. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet, my friend? Uh, so basically everything's Omar Kenji. That's, uh, you know, Instagram at Omar Kenji. That's O-M-A-R-K-E-N-J-I. Uh, website as well, Facebook, Twitter, you know it, slash at Omar Kenji, whatever. Um, if you want to see our zines, you want to buy some prints, um, you can find us at Sequoia Press. Uh, we've got an Instagram right now, website's coming soon. Um, Are you going to be at any conventions coming up or uh, zine fests? You know, uh, man, there was just like an application that just went up. Um, Are you doing the, the Ontario zine and meet this weekend? No, no, mm -hmm. no. There, there is a zine fest that just came up, and I believe we applied for it, but it escapes me We're, right now. There's just so many of them. There's, there's tons just of so them. many of them. Tons of them. And uh, yeah, the Tijuana one just went up too. Tijuana? Yeah, I want to oh, go to man. TJ and sell some fucking zines. That sounds kind of rad, but like kind of scary. I mean, for me, I'm, for I, me, I mean, I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm like, take me to TJ. Let me get fucked by a donkey oh. and sell some zines. Let's oh, do this. Man. It's like, it, it was just like spring break <laughs> right now. So I'm yeah. just like, man, I don't know. But hey, man, I, that would be great. Tijuana, Rosarita, yeah, go dude. out there, you know? Yeah. Get some it's the same weekend as Comic-Con, too. So I'm going to be in San you gonna Diego. You're going to be at Comic-Con? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have man. a table. Going to be selling comics and shit. That's rad. Yeah, That's I'm, rad. I'm super pumped about it. The Fuck Stan Lee tour rages on, my friend. Oh, man. <laughs> well... Good luck, man. I mean, Comic Con's going to be super packed. Last yeah. time I was there, it was man, 
keep moving, keep moving. Keep moving. And it's like, man, I can't, I can't move. We're all, <laughs> we're all jammed in here, man. <laughs> yeah, we're all I don't jammed know where in you here. expect we're going to move to. Optimus Prime needs to get through. <laughs> what? You turn around and there's an eight foot tall cosplayer as Optimus Prime. Oh, God, that's literally Optimus Prime. Keep moving, keep moving. We keep can't moving, move. guys. Uh, yeah. Word. Sweet. Yeah, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks Dude, for talking thank, about hey, your scenes. I thanks for having me, man. I mean, you know, always a pleasure just to hang out with you. Yeah. Be on the show is even better. Yeah. It's you like know? hanging out, but we, now we have a record of our hanging out. Yeah, totally. I didn't man. know that you uh, lived in the Philippines for a while. Yeah. I, had, I did not know that. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's awesome. Yeah. Super proud of it. Yeah. Filipino pride. Get it, man. <laughs> did you read comics over there? Do they, is, do they have cool comics in, in the Philippines? You know, my uncle was really into comics, and he he has a collection, from what I understand. But how big the culture over there is, I I, I really want to know. Hmm. I'm super fascinated by comics culture in places that it's not really reported on. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, everybody I'm sure. knows about Japan, and everybody yeah. knows about France and and fucking you know Italy and England. But like, I'm I just want to go to like. Zimbabwe and be like, yo, do you got guys making like <laughs> yeah, comics yeah, here? Yeah. I know you do. I know somebody's I'm making I'm sure they do, here. man. I'm, I'm sure they totally do. I mean, you know, I mean, Pokemon hit out there, you no know, shit, so right? I'm, I'm sure like... Yeah, somebody somewhere is making some weird <laughs> something. Yeah. I, I want to read it. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm always... It's, it's cool in the age of the internet where every once in a while there'll be like weird stories of... Uh, I don't remember where in Africa, but there were three dudes in Africa making ostensibly like a... Blade Runner style mm. comic that was like set in New Africa in the year 3050 and it was like super fucking dope looking that's rad yeah and like I love that the internet actually like shares these things and like yeah. breaks yeah. stereotypes of like yeah, yeah no they're, they're black cartoonists in fucking Africa making cool <laughs> shit and you should fucking read it and buy yeah. it on the internet like, that's the power of the internet now man it's like you you know you were talking about like you know quote unquote real publishers and whatnot mm-hmm. it's like man the internet is is just a platform for anything man you yeah. can put it out yourself yeah man i mean there's like 200 pages of action hospital out there if anyone wants to read it they don't but you know they could yeah, <laughs> they could yeah. it's there <laughs> i'm joking to all of the people in russia who read action <laughs> hospital thank you thank oh, you to man. all thousands of you we're gonna have to bleep that out so we don't offend anybody, anybody. yeah 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 the seven people in the states that read it yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, we've rambled enough. Thank you so much, sir, for being on the show. Yeah, man. Thank you, dude. Word. High five. Get it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.